I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Jan Gonnison, Director of Broadridge's Payments as a Service Solution. So what is the current European payments landscape? Jan, you must be the man to ask. <laughs> well, thank you very much indeed. Yes, the European payments really are in a state of flux with a wealth of innovative and new and exciting products and solutions being launched. Request to pay, buy now, pay later, just to mention a few. Payments globally are migrating to new and richer message formats, for instance, with the deployment of ISO 20 or 22, and that is causing some uh, headaches for the banks. At the same time, uh, and I don't think uh, in over recent years or even 10, 20 years ago, we, we would have seen so much change at once. We also see convergence of Target 2, the uh, real-time growth settlement cross-border system with T2S, combining the security settlement. And finally, with the uh, progress being made on the Eurosystem single market infrastructure gateway that should allow end users to access the Eurosystem services from a a single entry point. As I say, many different drivers for change happening concurrently and culminating later on this year, in fact, uh, whereas in the past, when you look at major events like the, the advent of the euro, or uh, if we can think back as long as the year 2000, Y2K, there were single incidents or single instances, I should say, uh, whereas now we see a complex array of uh, various developments happening at the same time, adding complexity. You've just run through a huge list of issues there, it has to be said. What are the main challenges that we can identify, the the, the key ones that European banks and financial institutions are facing? The main challenges really are to um, be able to stay on top of things. And what I mean by that is to remain compliant at all times with uh, regulation in light of these new uh, and interesting changes. Uh, To name one, for example, real-time payments, everything happens within minutes or seconds. That includes or that must include any compliance requirements that uh, relate to uh, anti-money laundering, fraudulent transactions and so forth. So it's uh, very much a familiar landscape. However, the time frame is very much condensed, and that typically causes great problems. So the combination of new technologies, new ways of working with different functionality in conjunction with the uh, compliance imperatives. Well, you mentioned compliance imperatives there. Regulatory requirements are changing, but the regulators themselves are struggling to keep up as well. That's a very good point indeed, yes. I think uh, regulators, banks, end users, and and all stakeholders involved need to get used to the new standard of payments execution. Standards, I should say, we're not just referring to ISO 20 or 22, but the new way of processing and executing payments transactions. And we're all learning along the line as we go along. And it really means we need to get an overall view of the prerequisites from a regulatory and also from an infrastructure point of view, but also in terms of what the various stakeholders along the value chain need in order to be successful as a group of stakeholders in in, uh, one proposition, i.e. payments. Just to develop 
perhaps what you're hinting at there, we talked about the regulatory side of things and the pressures that are coming from the regulators, the pressures that the regulators themselves are on. But the market itself for payments is creating its own set of pressures too. That is indeed so. And there is a vast amount of competition, as you know, with new players. Fintechs are featuring very high on the radar screen, I would say. And the added complication for traditional players, i.e. banks, is that these are indeed mainly stuck with um, legacy systems that are very difficult to upgrade or even to transform in order to be able to accommodate these new functional requirements. Usually, new technologies need to be deployed in order to facilitate these new functionalities. So yeah, it's a complex conundrum for banks. It is indeed a complex conundrum, as you put it. Change has got to come, though. Change has got to come for the banks, because if it doesn't come, they're not going to stay in business. That's a key driver for change, and also a brutally truthful one, I would say. Banks with legacy systems are going to find themselves being carted off to the financial graveyard in the years to come if they don't do something about it. Are there any other drivers for change that you see out there, or do all of them pale into insignificance compared to what I've just said? <laughs> no, I think that there's a great opportunity for banks to look at you know, how they can change the bank in light of the upcoming changes and really take the bull by the horns and decide to, to make something positive out of it rather than merely trying to comply and to be up to date with uh, new market requirements. The problem really within within traditional banks is that they have typically limited bandwidth or resources available to perform such change the bank or banking transformation exercises. That is a, a challenge. In addition to that, payments sadly, for many banks, are not a revenue generator. So it's almost a necessary pain, almost a side effect of their core business. You know, trade, providing credit, mortgages, invoice payments, and so on. It is a a tricky one, but I would say there are great opportunities here looking at new and innovative solutions and, and thinking a little bit outside of the box. The press in general talks a lot about potentially outsourcing your solutions, outsourcing of non-core processes. Well, indeed, if payments is not one of your core processes, if you're not one of the top global transaction banks and you're struggling with your payments infrastructure and, and keeping up to date and abreast of new regulations, you may well want to consider outsourcing. Collaboration is a second very good point, collaboration with fintechs. And fortunately, we've seen a lot of uptake of such propositions, partnerships with fintechs, which at the time, and I'm talking only three to five years ago, were probably seen as uh, you know the enemy or the, the, the new market entrant. And nowadays, we see more and more collaboration. And that's a very good thing, both for banks and for the fintechs. For example, for banks, just to substantiate that, it can certainly reduce the time to market for new products, for new offerings. And then finally, I mentioned outsourcing collaboration. And the final point here, you know, infrastructure modernization. We have to, as banks, we need to upgrade our infrastructure. And that is a huge challenge. Again, outsourced operations, not just payments as a service, but if in addition we we can outsource those day-to-day operations, would certainly facilitate any organization to 
to focus more on their core business, the business where they actually earn their hard-earned money, so that they can solely focus on that and not have to worry about payments operational issues. The as-a-service model is something that is permeating all areas of banking, not just payments. It's being offered by many different people as a panacea, as a solution to the bank's problem. Do we re- arrive at a situation where, to stay ahead of the market, banks can literally plug and play with as-a-service modules? Very good point. I guess it is certainly a trend and, and path, as we've come to know it, is uh, viewed by many banks and, and, and various players in the market as uh, you know best practice nowadays. So there's a plethora, as you said, there's a plethora of solutions on offer. I think what separates us from the pack is that we can offer the outsourced aspect, the BPO, business process outsourcing aspect of it, which makes it a, a fully blown solution where we really take the burden of the bank's team shoulders to ensure that we remain on top of new regulation, new compliance requirements, that we have all the necessary technological change in place to comply and to be able to be operating with new market infrastructures. Interoperability is another major word that we come across often. Banks worry about it, and rightly so. However, with an offering such as Payments as a service in combination with outsourced operations, a bank no longer needs to worry about it because by default, certainly we as Broadridge will make sure that we we adhere to all requirements, whether from a regulatory point of view or from a, a market infrastructure point of view. And that's a key point because it's a highly specialized business. And particularly if you're a tier two or tier three bank, it is very onerous and resource demanding within the bank, resources with highly specialist knowledge to be able to um, cope with it uh, on an ongoing basis. Thank you very much, Jan Gonnison, Director of Broadridge's Payments as a Service Solution.